Today is July 2nd, 2021. This is episode 154 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Blattis and Schichter. And welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quentin. Hey, how are you? We were just like rocking out to the music before behind the scenes there. It was fun. So yeah. doing pretty good. It's All Friday. Right. Long weekend. Can't uh, beat that. Nope, cannot. I, I already nope. I, I already have beer. So oh. which which we I just, have water. Which you'll pretend is beer, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, we're having vodka here. Yeah, vodka. Ooh. Very smooth yes. vodka. In very large glasses because <laughs> it's been that sort of week. Yeah, it has been that week. Also with us, Escalia. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me along. You're welcome. Thanks I, for being here. Like, you've been busy this week. <laughs> it has been a week. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I reached out to, to uh, a bunch of people in the community when I started suddenly having something I needed to, like, plug and kind of in a quick turnaround. And it, I just, I feel like I should take a moment to say that everybody that I reached out to literally everybody was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do something. And I'm like, all right, cool. Even like she heals. I tank they're like, well, we're actually on hiatus, but eh, we'll come back and do an episode. Why not? <laughs> like, all right, cool. That's, that's I mean, I'll- honestly, when, when we were like, when you contacted us and, and Susan was telling us, I was like, wait, wait, how have we not had you on yet? Like I, we, I, I, we're 154 episodes in. How have we not had you here? I do like, uh, a lot. When the LBR was still going regularly, I did a lot of guest appearances, and I was sitting there thinking, like, going through my head, I'm like, are they whispering Dawn? No, I know I did their show. No, that's not them. Is it? Is, is it uh, Pet Food Alpha? No, I don't think Fusion does that anymore. He does Aether right now. And, it's, and uh, yeah, no, I'm like, I don't think I've done Maelstrom, actually. No, I it, I think it was one of those things where I think we, we were afraid to ask, like, people outside of, like, Moogle go around. <laughs> and- Yo. I'm gonna. I'm here to tell you right now that feeling. Get used to it because it never goes away. Like I, I still am like. I'm like. Am I important enough to ask Susan Calloway if she'll do something for my fundraiser stream? Am I like? Can I ask that? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, and and then when uh, LBR did their the big like uh, Shadowbringers like you know yeah. party in Vegas, and then LBR team was like, "Hey, do you guys want to come to the content creator party as one of the main guests?" We're like, oh. <laughs> You know who we are. <laughs> they know. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, Nate did a very good job of keeping uh, his finger on the pulse. So like he knew, even if he didn't listen to every episode, because we actually did have a very hard rule on LBR to not listen to other shows in the uh, in the 14 space because we didn't want to copy them and steal their bits. We always want to try and keep right. the show original and fresh. So we didn't listen to other podcasts uh, during the, the LBR days, except for like, you know, like one off things where if, if we heard like, hey, they talked about you like, oh, cool, we can farm that for content. Uh, <laughs> so 
Outside of that, yeah, we didn't actually listen to very many other podcasts, so it was kind of cool afterwards getting to come back now and actually listen to the other shows that are in the space. Yeah, uh, we were gone for a while. Like we, the the when LBR ended, and we were like also en- ending our run of Final Fantasy fourteen at the time, and, which was a bad choice. And <laughs> lined up, it lined up really nicely, and then it didn't. And then it didn't. Yeah, um, because I I remember like. Uh, uh, Susan had oh, pulled Susan. the clip from LBR of us live in Vegas and you could see the chat on screen. They're like, wow, you guys are really great. Like when do you go live? And we're like, we're like in, in my head, I was like, man, we really, we really made a bad call. <laughs> like, we really, like, but we, <laughs> we needed picked a, a terrible time. Yeah. But we, for, you know, for better or worse, it was a, of our lives. it was for like, we, we were losing steam. Like we were honestly like, we're kind of, there's nothing else for us to talk about. And who you telling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it loses steam. That was the and, story and of LBR men- at the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, and our mental health hey, game. You guys ended at the high note. <laughs> yeah. At the time. Yeah. Listen, it was a lot of stuff that kind of came together at just the right moment, right? Like, yeah. we, we had Checkpoint starting to really take off and really get to the point where it's like, okay, that's probably going to be a career thing for us going forward. And uh, Stormblood sucked. And we were just like... It, it's weird, too, because now I go back and play through Storm, but I've played through it again since, and I'm like, actually, it's way better than I remember it, and it's such a good reminder that we were in such a bad place mentally by the end of that show that we were just like, even the stuff that was good, we couldn't give it credit, and the stuff that was bad just seemed even worse. I feel that. that. Hard. <laughs> feel that in my soul. <laughs> yeah, it's like, when you start trying to do shows weekly for any period of time, like... You you better be ready to handle that. Or and and what we really needed to do was take season breaks. We really needed it to be like, okay, we're gonna do three months of an episode every week, and then we're gonna wait for the next patch, or we're gonna wait for something, and we're gonna come back for the next season. We really needed to do it that way, and uh, it wasn't an option for us at the time. But uh, going back, if we could like force ourselves, we might do that. Those things you'll learn in hindsight. Yeah, and, and kind of same for Everything. us. I, I think we're going a little bit back to our some of our roots of talking to people. Like I think we we some of the better ep- the most joyous episodes we had were talking to people in the community and, and sharing them with people that may not know what they're doing. And like so that's mm-hmm. that's what we're getting back to. And it's it's been fun so far. It's been a lot of fun. So welcome, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, but we do have to find out what we did this week, other than talk about our our past <laughs> selves and lives. I was much more interested in that. Uh, yeah, all right. Some people. Well, I'm I mean, tell you, that's basically what I've done this week. <laughs> so uh, of course, uh, Stream Raiders is now a part of a thing when I stream uh, solo. Uh, I, I I enjoy it. Susan enjoys it. Everybody that showed up enjoys it. Apparently, if you want to have eight bit armies fight dinosaurs that's show show up to my streams <laughs> so. who doesn't want that does who someone doesn't? not want that no and chili's a whale by the way we, we <laughs> well i've heard th- well yeah chili enjoys it but his wallet probably doesn't uh, i don't know if he's actually sp- he's probably spent money he just i don't know if he will say he spent money but he's probably spent money probably works there yeah and we will we will not play or, it during you know what class, it's chili. Chili just everyone loves him so much. He'll just get all the free codes for everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's also true. That's how he gets to everything. It's also true. Uh, we, uh, we also played D&D this week. I was going to say, yep. And uh, what what uh, what addition? Now we're now we're in my territory. Ooh, ooh five, fifth, five, I think. Fifth. Five yeah. e, it, is, it, is a home, it is a home campaign, so I love it. I love it. What are you playing? Uh, I am playing a a rogue. 
I'm being okay. pretty basic, and I can't roll for anything. That's so, classic uh, rogue. Yep. 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 Uh, we're only level four, so we're we're still like starting relatively. Wonderful. Uh, Love it. Yeah. But uh, I can kill things if I get the right spot. It's true. Tell me about your character. What's their pathos? What happened to them? Who hurt them? I need to know these things. See, this isn't the problem I have with my. I haven't played D like the last time I really, really played D D was probably close to fifteen years ago. I love that you're coming so, back. That's awesome. Yeah. I am so out of practice that I do not really have much of a backstory for this character. I've made a couple characters recently, well, in the last like six months, that have had more backstory. I did not have a backstory for this one. I I am I such don't. a lore junkie when it comes to D and love writing backstories and writing. I just uh, Juxta just asked me if I would do a, a campaign with them, and I wrote him a seven-page backstory. And was like, "Here, nice. take this, enjoy it." And he he writes me back. He's like, "Okay, well, that was more than I was expecting, <laughs> but I can work with this." Yes. Honestly, I would love to have something like that, but like for whatever reason, this specific character hasn't like it. It, it hasn't said anything to me. Like it doesn't. It, it never has any motivation. Nothing. Like I haven't heard nothing from this character yet. So, mine on uh, the other we'll hand. See. <laughs> mine on the other hand. Yours on the other hand. Born copper. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, okay. <laughs> what? Hold on. For before you jump into it, I do want to point out that Chili is also in our campaign, mm-hmm. and he is, wanted to point out about it. His character that. Uh, He's saying that we have greased him up a few times, but he's greased himself up a few times, and That's we've true. shoved him in a number of different holes. Yep. And now he carries around a magic demonic tree that eats souls. <laughs> I, I love hey. Our DM has said multiple times, I didn't think I would have needed this book, but here we are. <laughs> but, and yet, here we are. Uh, yeah. Chile, I don't know what the end game for your character is, but it's not going to be happy. <laughs> he's a monk. You know, well, he shouldn't be carrying around a magic demon tree. Halfling monk, halfling monk that we've greased up and stuff. He's named it Trevor. He has named it Trevor. The character or the tree? The tree. The tree. <laughs> Who? Of course. And, and now that Chili, have, Chili, can I can I name your character? Do you it, mind? He has a baby Bjorn for it, so he carries it. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, I have a, I have a so, I have a, a dwarven oh. war priest uh, cleric. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Named Born, uh, named Born Copperstone, who, uh, who's, this has not come. It's only come into play once, but the 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 building we were in was had uh, seals and magic upon it, so I couldn't summon the ghosts that haunt me. Uh, so that will Do come. Ghosts that, that haunt you? Why uh, are they your family? Uh well I don't want to ru- I do family. not I do not ru- I don't want to ruin it too much because I I'm waiting for it to surprise yeah, my, uh, my my teammates. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's big. It's big. And also I'm also kind of like a I I like I will find the ways to cuz you know I'm a dwarf and I want to save my money. Uh <laughs> I will find ways to make things cheaper and I've rolled good on that and I've I've also tricked the uh, halfling into paying for things. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, Chili's halfling is uh a food connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Uh his name is uh Riboflavian. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's why I had asked you. I'm like, yep, that's that's Rival Flavian, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Why not? Listen. Yeah. Sure. There's another yeah. demonic tree. Also, uh the Chili, last he oh. just received glasses now, so now you can see the dark. <laughs> he did. He was the only party member that didn't have dark vision. So it was really funny because we've all we've just been exploring caves with no light. I love it. Except no, for Chili, no, who's no. just wandering around holding on to someone's pant leg. <laughs> 
It's no, huge. no, he doesn't do that. He just runs into the middle of the cave and hopes that he hits something. <laughs> He's well, done it's it not really well. hitting something you worry about. It's falling in a hole, typically, that is the concern. No, he greases himself up to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I, I'm sorry. Clearly, this is on me. I'm the idiot. Oh, no, no, it's no. <laughs> Chili, Chili, Chili has, has made many decisions. We can't figure out them. how well he's rolling, even because everything's happening in D D Beyond, and we're like, I'm trying to figure out if he's written some script. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I have dice. You have dice. He's he's using D D Beyond to roll, and he's constantly rolling high in skills he does not have high points. <laughs> The way we mentioned it, we were talking in the green room before the show started about how I have a long history of making sure shows never go are never on time. This is exactly why, because I do stuff like this. <laughs> you have a one-off line like, oh, yeah, we played D&D this week. Oh, I know what we're talking about for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we could have whole episodes on D&D. We yeah. haven't yet. We should. We should. <laughs> we definitely should. <clears throat> I mean, I got we have plans for some of the indies. I'm going to continue going off on this tangent because we've started it already. Yeah. I don't have a whole backstory for this character, but we did a one uh, or a one shot uh, last year, I think it was, with mm-hmm. Talon Broadbent DMing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a like a whole backstory, everything for that character. Unfortunately, I couldn't remake that character for this campaign, and it was a one shot, so we only got to play it once. But I'm still hoping to bring back that character because it had a lot of fun things. I, you I, will. Trust me, at some point, you will go back to that character, but in ways yeah. you do not expect to. I cannot tell you, I had a character that I loved years ago. I, I loved her. She was a cleric, and she was obsessed with healing, right? She was, mm-hmm. her, whole, her whole pathos was, I have to heal my friends. I have to be the best healer so that none of my friends ever die. Mm-hmm. And that was a character that I, I ran into, like, one of my first characters. Yeah, it's super original, right? Um, but, like, she was obsessed with, 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 with death and, not, and avoiding it. And so that was my first like campaign that I ever ran. I was like 14 and like mm-hmm. eight years later, that same group comes back to play. And so we're like, all right, I'll run a new campaign for you. And they were tasked with slaying a necromancer. <laughs> and it turned out that uh, eight years down the line and thousands of years down the line, indeed, my cleric ensured that her party never died. <laughs> One way or another, and uh, she survived as a lich and brought them all back to life, and uh, they fought each other. Perfect. And uh, they were everyone was very sad to have to fight the zombified versions of their past characters eight years later. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, it was wonderful. I felt very good about myself. Necromancers are the best healer. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring uh, back Oswin. I did like Oswin. Yeah, we need to get those characters back again. Yeah. Like. I don't. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but my character was a changeling rogue who was masquerading in the party as a bard who thought that he was a wizard. Okay, that's a route. And and as a and as a changeling was also taking the form of an arakokra. So. And 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 it wasn't all there. That's why he was he was playing a bard who thought he was a wizard. So he was also trying to make sure that he, he wasn't completely in control of his senses. So I had to play that as and role play that as a rogue. And it was a lot of fun trying to like make wizard spells out of bard abilities when you have nothing but sneak attack. Yeah, yeah, that would be difficult. I like it. Yeah, it was fun. My brother played an atheist paladin. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great to role play. Yeah. That's not even it. 
played an atheist paladin that was a dragonborn, and I'm like, you literally know gods exist. You're a dragonborn. You know they exist. They have to. For a fact, you are aware they exist. He's like, no, that's all. That's all. That's swamp gas. I don't. That's just in denial. That's the light reflecting off a, a weather balloon. I'm like, go, go away with. It's just the man behind the curtain. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. I'm like, great. So who fuels your powers? I had to come up with a chaotic neutral deity who thought an atheist paladin was awesome and 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 fueled all of his powers as long as he continued to explain them away as pseudoscience every time. Every time some miracle would happen, he had to explain it away as garbage. Otherwise, I wouldn't fuel his powers anymore. <laughs> That's that's it's fantastic art. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it's great. Well, we know what else we did this week. <laughs> we played Terraria. <laughs> we did that yesterday, which that wasn't get, as exciting. We died yeah, a lot. We died a lot. But to be fair, we did get pretty far into collecting items and, and gearing up slightly. And now we have the summon for the first play. <laughs> Listen, don't front on that clay. <laughs> <laughs> don't think you need it now, but eventually we'll make tiled roof and it's to be great. Uh, no, we uh, we have the summon for the first boss, so we're going to do that next week. So we're going to summon, summon the Eye of Cthulhu. So it's going to be good times. I've never sure played, so I have no well. idea what this is. Oh, no. yeah. What could go wrong? I love it. It's going to be great. Also, uh, I mean, I summoned Cthulhu earlier to this week, but different story. Uh, tomorrow is the uh, Maelstrom Radio cat party weekend. It is. This uh, is the, the first first annual cat party weekend. Uh, so you know what that means? No. Cat party. <laughs> Not hear that before the stream. Wow. Uh, uh, that you just sprung that on everybody. That was a uh, yep. Mm-hmm. That was an experience. That was an experience for everybody. Yeah. Glad we could all have it together. Yeah. Oh, it, it's in the notes here that says, "Is it possible to please play, play this, this, play this clip, clip?" But I didn't. I didn't read. I didn't hear the clip beforehand. No, you could have. You could have easily clicked that and learned what that was. Well, yes, but it's much better if I have no. I, the reaction on stream is better. Yeah, the, the live reaction was worth it. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. for the people that knew where that came from, uh, Frisky Dingo, that used to be a show on uh, Adult, Adult Swim. So, uh, from the makers of uh, Archer, it's the same art style. So, oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we got two things in news, and then we can hop into uh, talking did, more. What? Did, do you want to explain what Cat Party Weekend was? Or? No. no I, what, I, what is no, Cat Party Weekend? No, I kind of feel like we should leave it off of that. <laughs> no, all right. No. Uh, so, so this uh, is typing in chat. So that's why I'm like, we could explain it for the people who are listening no, later. But. Everybody gets a cat. Uh, so uh, tomorrow, two things are happening. One, uh, so as, as a lot of people know, uh, uh, Susan and I's old cat, Finn, passed away. Uh, Susan's sister has uh, many cats, and one of them is uh, socially awkward and uh, and likes to hide from. Uh, she has a busy household. She has a lot of kids, and the, and and like the cat just hides everywhere. So we're we're going to save uh, Orion and and bring bring Ori the cat home uh, with us tomorrow. And Ori's going to live here with Poe the dog, who is the the most potato dog, and uh, a very chill house. And Ori, I think, will be happier here. Uh, and that's what's happening tomorrow here in, in La Casa Splatis. Uh, but um, Quentin, uh, you, you on the other news. side of the continent. <laughs> yeah. Over on this side, uh, tomorrow I am going out and I am picking up a little kitten 
who I'm going to be fostering for the next few weeks, possibly adopting later. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sending lots of pictures to the, the Maelstrom channel because that's what you do when you have a cat. So it, it's, it's tiny and it's adorable. And uh, I've, I've had pictures and videos the last couple of days. So tomorrow is the day. Do you want, to, do you want, do you yes, want to tell people the, the kitten's name? I don't want to give the name away yet because I have the official name from the... Uh, I'm, I'm picking up from a rescue. Okay. So I have the name from the rescue. I'm that, not sure if we're going to rename it yet. So it's that's, a that's solid name, okay. but uh, so I guess so wait, the current wait, name? wait. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll we'll bring it all out later once we have it finalized. All right. Well, prepare for it. It's a great. It's current's name's pretty great. <laughs> it is. So uh, let's get into two quick pieces of news. Uh, the schedule for the Final Fantasy 14 14 hour broadcast has been released. It starts Friday, July 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Within it is the 65th letter of the producer live, which will happen at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. And there will not be no 6.0 news. There will be a 6.0 digest, just like a condensed right. version of FanFest, essentially. Just all the information they've already given out, just in a short little block of time. But there's no new information. Uh, but Yoko Taro will be there, and he will need to answer his... Uh, War crimes for not giving for the ending of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except he won't. He'll show up with a weird helmet and then just say things that don't make any sense for twenty minutes and probably talk about another game. Yeah, and then somehow that's all canon. <laughs> Everything is canon. Yeah, it? probably. So and everyone will read into it and try to figure out what it means. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, mean anything. Spoilers. It never means anything. It He's insane. Yeah. He's a crazy person. He's Suda fifty one on crack. Yeah. Can we can we just put one of those perfect spiral things over it? <laughs> yeah, that's his helmet. Exactly, <laughs> his helmet's just a perfect spiral. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> but Emil's yeah. face is somewhere in there, so don't worry. Uh, also, Kotaku's got uh, going in a new direction. New editor in chief wants to dismantle and redefine what a video game website can be, uh, which is great because Kotaku's been uh, a, like just trash fire <laughs> for years. So. They got a new uh, editor in chief, and they wanna they wanna make changes, and that's great. Like their letter to everybody that they wrote is fan- fantastic. I suggest you go read it. Uh, and they they uh, they even said themselves, "This website has not been good. We we've we've been trash." And I wow. like, uh, yeah, very yeah, yeah. I, was, I know a couple of writers there uh, at Kotaku. I've got to talk to them a few times. They're very nice. Uh, Dolvik actually has mentioned one. Ash Parish does great work, but yeah, listen, Kotaku is what it is. Like it had become kind of yeah. like, hey, you want to read something stupid and probably funny? Yeah, Kotaku. Yeah, they had like a few very very good pieces, but you had to like find them find in the them. middle of all of the clickbait. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's not sh- how it should be. Like if you're a news no. site for gaming, take it seriously. Don't don't news. news. It's like BuzzFeed. They were good. They were good at once, and then they uh-huh. became BuzzFeed, and then they had BuzzFeed plus people doing good work, and then hopefully now they're going to be not BuzzFeed and doing good work again. So that's my hope anyway. So Fingers crossed. That's all we can do. But now, Scalia, it's all about you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we haven't been talking with you for the last while, but... But everything from here on out. Yeah, well... Uh, I really appreciate uh, getting a little bit of time to talk. Uh, I guess uh, I guess I'll start by asking where where do you want to start? <laughs> Whoa, okay, well, <laughs> I, 
I have one very quick. I know that most people who are probably in stream right now know who you are. We know who you are. We've met Fair you. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so the people who might introduction. be later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> okay, so uh, for those who have not met me, uh, I am perhaps best known for my time at Limit Break Radio. I was a host on the second incarnation of Limit Break Radio, a realm reborn, a, a radio reborn, as it were, uh, which we did from I believe 2014 up through 2018. I think is where it ended. Mm. Five years, I think we ran. That sounds about right. Uh, we were one of the larger uh, FF14 podcasts for a, a good long while, and uh, uh, after that, I went on and transitioned away from Final Fantasy XIV and did uh, a, a career in esports and gaming, uh, kind of melding the two together, a lot of radio work, and eventually kind of stepped away from performing and worked more in the behind the scenes and developing content and stuff like that. Uh, recently, I have left, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say I left, I was uh, shown the door of my position and uh, have returned to the uh, to my roots. I have gotten a, a wonderful chance to come back and uh, reconnect with some of the uh, wonderful people, the Final Fantasy XIV community. And uh, in my time away, I had finally gotten back into Final Fantasy XIV and been able to fall in love with the game again, which is probably the most important part, because mm-hmm. uh, when... I don't. Anyone who listened to LBR towards the end could probably tell you the hosts were not the most thrilled with the game. So uh, it, for us to all get to take some time away and be able to love the game again and be able to enjoy the game again is uh, was it was a big thing for us. And uh, so yeah, now I'm uh, I've decided that after ten years uh, across Checkpoint and Final Encounter Cast and Lemon Break Radio and Double Dragoon and uh, Pet Food Alpha even for a little bit and Voices of Van Deal. I am done building other people's brands for right now. I'm going to work on building my own brand, and that is what I'm working on right now. You can check it out at twitch.tv slash Ascalia, and of course, follow me on Twitter at Ascalia as well. Uh, right now, it is mostly a streaming brand, but there will be more in the future. So, yeah. I guess that's, that's the 90-second uh, version. Perfect. So that's a pretty big teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's how I. That's how I work, yo. It's, it's always there's always going to be something more. I can't sit still. Like I, I tell you, they, I, I, I was let go, and I came home, and I was pretty miserable for that first day. And I was mm-hmm. second day was just kind of weird, where I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. Like this is weird. I guess I'll go golfing or something like that. And uh, <laughs> that's that's like in my head, that's all I know. Like that people do when they don't work anymore, they just golf. Um, Probably, and then the yeah. third day. Then the third day, like people are telling me, like, yeah, just take some time for yourself and relax. And you know, what you want to do next will come to you. It'll 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 feel very natural and right. I'm like, okay, cool. So 48 hours removed, I'm like, what if I just launched my own brand? Let's just do that. And then it was it was on the way. So perfect. And you've been really busy getting that running. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not even two <laughs> weeks now, right? No, it'll be two weeks on Monday. Uh, it's been about, uh, I, I officially started trying to launch the brand Friday of last week. I announced it on RNG and T, uh, that we mm-hmm. were, that we were doing this. So yeah, it's been seven days. Uh, since then we've had a, a limit break radio appearance for their reunion episode, talking about Shadowbringers. Um, and then I have streamed every day this week. I'm trying to get my channel to affiliate status, uh, by our fundraising stream tomorrow. We're doing a big fundraising stream. Uh, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow to raise money for better streaming equipment so that when I do this, it doesn't look and sound like suck. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, 
it's been a busy week to say the least. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, passing out tonight. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, and especially considering like just before you came here and you rated us on your eyes, you you hit your, like your final goal. Yeah, we like are for that. So like. We are uh, pretty much there. All I have to do is wait. Uh, for whatever reason, the path to affiliate thing doesn't update until like midnight. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I just had to do the stream on seven different days, and we've been sitting at six out of seven going into today. So at midnight tonight or whenever it updates, we should at seven of seven, and theoretically that will be it. And you've already got like your emotes ready. You've got your stuff all planned out. Like you're you're way ahead of the game already on this. I've got, I've got a couple uh, of emotes already commissioned and made. I have reached out and contacted an artist to get some animations made for the channel. Ooh, um, nice. I have started. I've put together a moderation team who are incredible people that I've known over the last few years. Uh, many of which I put out a call for. Hey, does anyone want to be a mod? And my inbox got slammed immediately. <laughs> Uh, some of you out there, I know, I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to you yet. I, I, I did try to limit it to 10, uh, so I wasn't able to say everyone, but please, if you're interested, stay on the line. There may come an opportunity <laughs> down the line, especially if it grows. And, mm -hmm. like, that's kind of, like, I don't want to, I don't know if I'm just manic or whatnot, but, like, the last couple days I've been like, should I make a Discord? I should probably make a Discord. And anyway, now I have a Discord. It's not public, and I wasn't supposed to announce it yet, but I do have a Discord it's, that it's I, will, I will launch eventually. Everyone listening, don't tell anybody else. It's <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone. It's just me and all the mods in it right now, but eventually, yeah, we'll launch the Discord. It's, it is ready to go. It's all uh, gas, But no that's bricks. basically been the last week. It's yeah. weird. I feel like I've worked harder in seven days than I did in four years. It's almost one of those things of like, this is your own thing. Like, this is the thing that you really care about, you're passionate about. And it's not like you're not working for someone else. It's yeah. just what you want to do. Like, it's energizing. It, it really is. Like, and, and I don't want to sound like, you know, when I, when I did Limit Break Radio, I was a 20% owner of Limit Break Radio. It was right. partially my brand and my company. But truthfully, like, Limit Break Radio was a Nero's baby. Like, that, like, mm -hmm. He conceptualized it, he put it together, and he worked harder than any of us to get it where it needed to be. And, like, that will always be his brand and something special for him. And now I want to create something similar that will be my brand and something special to me. We are basing it around five tenets that are incredibly important to me, those being gaming, film, tabletop and roleplay, and then LGBTQIA inclusivity and sex and kink positivity, which are my... Two five foundational things about me that I find very important, and that's what we're basing my brand around. Uh, like uh, Turlo, Turlo in the chat saying, "The first rule about Ascalia's Discord is don't talk about Ascalia's Discord." That's about like I think that's going to be like the big marketing strategy behind it. That is supposed to be some secret that everyone wants to be a part of. That's going to be the marketing plan. And that's a and great already plan. Broken the first rule. Yeah, I mean, you have to break it once, and that's how we that's how we get the word out there. I mean, you broke it, but yeah. uh, we can break it more. Whatever. <laughs> you mean there's going to be an alternate reality game that leads to your Discord? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to solve the ARG if you want to get into the Discord channel. But don't worry, if you can't figure it out, like in three months, Matt Pat will do a video about it, and then you can just follow his instructions to get there. But that's just a theory, <laughs> a game theory. Classic. Aware. There's no Discord. What? Yeah, there's no Discord. I, yeah. I don't know. Discord doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, what's Discord? So, 
<laughs> so, what is something you learned from uh, being in uh, from your from your previous job that you're taking with you into the, the Twitch universe? Is there something like something you learned or something that you're applying that maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't say give you a leg up, but help help like because a lot of people come to this not knowing, and then I think you've worked you know, now in, in media. <laughs> so you have maybe some sort of leg up over some, uh, yeah. like someone like myself, who's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hoping something happens. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think I've taken something away from almost every, uh, show that I've done. Like voices of Vanna deal was the first show that I had the, the pleasure of doing. Uh, and I did that with two of my friends or actually my cousin and one of my friends. And it was, like that was like my first like crash course in how to podcast, how to speak behind a microphone, how to edit a show. I was very bad at editing a show. No one go back and listen to those episodes ever. Don't do it. They're terrible. But it was like it was that kind of crash course. And then after that, there was uh, there was Echoes of Aorzia, but unfortunately, it was 1.0 and the game sucked. So it went two episodes and that was it. Uh, and then there was Double Dragoon, which was uh, my first kind of video project that I really worked on. And then there was a, a garbage product that I did called um, 30 Seconds In or 30 Minutes In, something like that, uh, which was like my attempt at a Let's Play channel. So I kind of learned how to do Let's Play content. And from there, we did Limit Break Radio. And I think the biggest thing that we learned there is that you can be a villain and you can be a hero and you can have both those roles on the show and people, it doesn't matter that people like everyone on the show. They just have to like one person on the show. That's all you need is, is, is that people like one person on the show. You've got something going for your brand. And also, identify what a market is missing is kind of the, the takeaway that I got from that show. Because when we started LBR, there were other podcasts out there. But all of them were very pro Square Enix, very pro Final Fantasy fourteen, And we thought like there's a space here for someone to come in and kind of be a bunch of dicks. And LBR was born. That was basically a reborn, I should say. Um, and then into Checkpoint, that was a very different experience. Checkpoint was uh, required me to change a lot of what I knew because I suddenly had to make it work in a corporate world. I had a board of directors, ultimately, that I had to please. I never talked to them. I'm not sure what their names are. But my boss, his boss's boss, would talk to them. And if they weren't happy was a bad day for me. So um, I learned kind of a lot about professionalism at that job. I learned how to talk to other people in the space. I learned how to swallow that imposter syndrome and just go out and talk to somebody because it's your job and you've got to get them on for this week's episode. I learned an awful lot about just, you know, reaching out that more often than not people, if you ask them, Like, the worst case scenario is that they just don't respond to your email. Like, that's the worst case scenario. I In in four years of doing it, I never had anyone email me back and go, what show do you do? No. Thanks. Uh, I'll tell you what. When you can put your big girl pants on, then come talk to me and we'll we'll make it work. No, that never happens. It's just they don't respond if they don't want to do it. So I think that was the biggest thing that took away from Checkpoint is just kind of go for it and always have a plan. Um, think about what you want your audience to do at the end of every episode. Everything that you do behind a microphone, what are you trying to elicit from the audience? Are you trying to get them to attend a fundraiser stream? Are you trying to get them to laugh? Are you trying to get them angry with you? Are you trying to unite them against Square Enix? I don't know. 
Those are all like things you can do, but have an idea in your head of what you're trying to accomplish every time you turn your microphone on is the biggest piece of advice I could give to a content creator. I, I tried uniting them against Square Enix and that backfired. <laughs> well, it can. <laughs> it, it, it did, but in the worst way possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, listen, we went into LBR fully aware that uh, Square Enix was never going to do us a favor again. And to mm-hmm. be fair, they have not. Well I, well, I actually called into your show and talked about that situation. <laughs> so we did, yeah. yeah, well aware. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a class. They, listen, they can mm-hmm. be a little petty. A little bit. But you know what? They make billions of dollars, and I don't, so I can get over it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Susan is taking notes for us. <laughs> Susan, yeah, I was gonna like, say, like, I'm like Peter and I aren't writing anything down, but I know Susan's in the background somewhere, going like, "Okay, this is how we have to do this." I know you guys give me. Maybe Make I need to start like consulting that. or something. Chili is correct. There you M- go. Mr. did get press, press access last fan fest, and we were set up for press. So I won't say Mr. Uh, SC has not given us any. Not has like we've gotten into places and we've <laughs> and we've sat in special seating, which was blocked by a camera for most of it, but. <laughs> Right, but Chili works at Square Enix, so can you really even count that? I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it was so much that like we got stuff from Square. It was that Chili got stuff from Square and gave it to us. Like, really, we owe everything to Chili. Well, he's down the cubicle from Yoshi, so yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> over here, over here is everything. Chili knows all. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, we're not supposed to talk about that either, right? No. Oh, my bad. No. <laughs> I bring up everything I'm not supposed to talk about, apparently. <laughs> It's fine. Oops, this is the secret podcast. Yeah. No one will ever hear it. There's no Discord. Right. There's no podcast. No, there's no, no, there's nothing, and nothing new happening for me ever. Just nope. don't even pay attention. So, like, with this whole, it's not a rebranding, I guess it's just a, a branding. You, you haven't really done your own branding before. Like, what are kind of your goals with it right now? Like, you said you wanted to start with streaming. You have some other things that you have, you're thinking of coming up. Like, yeah. What's the first stage of this kind of, I guess? Yeah, so uh, this is something that I conceptualized in my head um, when I was still with Limit Break Radio. Uh, mm-hmm. If I ever wanted to try to split away and run my own brand and, and, and kind of launch myself. And um, obviously at the time, LBR was going really well, and I saw a future with Final Encountercast and with Checkpoint, and I decided to stick with that. And I'm, of course, very happy that I did because it definitely led to the next step in my career. And uh, so, but I was kind of able to undust a lot of, you know, dust off a lot of old plans when, uh, when I uh, was let go. So um, we're starting kind of at the beginning of the plan right now. We're, we're on the road to affiliate status. I should be there. And from there I would, I'll I'll start the road to partner, which should probably take, I don't know, in, in my wildest dreams, six months in my more realistic hopes a year, I'd like to try to make partner. And uh, my my real goal in this is, while I do want to stream and I want that to be a big part of what I do, is I'm, I'm a podcaster and I love making podcasts. And I have had a couple of ideas for podcasts in my head over the last four years that I never could find a, a home for with Checkpoint that mm-hmm. I now want to pursue and make podcasts out of. I want to do a Dungeons & Dragons character development podcast. I um. I do a segment on my stream called Dear Callie, where you can write mm-hmm. me in 
your questions about character background, character development, or role play, and I will answer them. Uh, I want to convert that into eventually a podcast when the right co-host comes along and when the right scenario happens that I can make the time to record and edit it and make something good out of it. Uh, I want to do a Star Wars thing because I am the biggest Star Wars geek that I know. Um, I was there for your rant the other day. Oh, I'm so glad that you I didn't understand there for the, most of it, but... for the Yeah, the Grey Jedi rant. Yep. Uh, listen, all, you, what you have to understand about Star Wars is fundamentally it's really stupid and almost everything that comes out for it is even stupider mm-hmm. and you just have to be okay with that like if you're okay with that you can love star wars but if you try to go into it with any kind of like this is high art <laughs> it is not yeah it is right. it, it is not that it I, is stupid fun with jedi space wizards that have yes. laser swords yep. so if you if you can't get on board like the people at all the time like Oh, I wish they'd tell us a story without what they don't involve the Jedi. Really? Do you wish for that? Do you really want them to do Star Wars without the magic space wizards with laser swords? That I don't I don't know if you do want that. You may say you want that, but I I don't know. Like Rogue One was about as close as you could get and still have it be like really good. I like the Mandalorian though. <laughs> Mandalorian's awesome. And what was the coolest part in Mandalorian season two? Oh, well, true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, when when the magic space wizards, wizards show up. up. <laughs> I can think of two episodes that I would say were far and away the best episodes of the second season, space, and they yeah. both had a common theme. Space wizards with swords. Correct. Yep, that lit up. Uh, but I mean, it's like, it was like the original Star Wars, Star Wars was made to be a samurai movie in space, so it's no surprise that the samurai equivalent is the cool part. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kai is saying that they loved Solo. I actually loved Solo too. I I very much like Solo as much as people told me that it was it was garbage. Uh, I feel like that might be an experience of low expectations bearing fruit. I I that's same yeah. for me too. I went in with very low expectations. Like this wasn't that bad. I don't. <laughs> the end of it. Did you want to know what happens next? Uh, I mean, I kind of I kind of want to. I, I, I wouldn't say no to another one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I came out of Solo it going. It was, but there was a great cliffhanger at the end. And I, at the end of it, I, want, I was like, okay, well, now I want to know what happens next. Like, <laughs> where is that storyline going? So yeah. I, if, that's, if that's the goal of any movie is to convince someone to watch the next part of it, mm-hmm. it seems like a success to me. Yeah. Then I've got to go to the Magic Space Wizards. Always go to back to the Magic Space Wizards like that. Like you can get away from them for a period of time, but always, eventually, because that's the problem, right? You've written Magic Space right. Wizards, and you can't do anything too consequential without someone going. Really, no Jedi showed up to be part of that. That seems a little important. But now, if they could a- do it, a movie around like the menagerie of the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. they have a lot of interesting like stuff in the background that goes on. Well. They do. They have they have a ton of interesting things in the background, and the reason for that is because George Lucas works for an effects company. What a shock that his best work is in the effects, and his <laughs> best work is in the prop design because it certainly isn't in the writing. Nope. Yeah, uh, I, I have to deal with too many people now who are like episodes one, two, and three are the epitome of of Star Wars, and it's like they are not. They are <laughs> okay. I have grown to like them more over time, but man, Same. 
Episode two is still a tough watch. Really is. Oh boy. It's got to be 15 years since I've seen them. For good reason. (laughs) Right, because they're really okay. Because the writing in them is really garbage. Because no one was there to tell George no. George is like all great artists. There has to be someone who can tell them no. That's dumb, George. Uh, I think we should have Darth Talon sleep with Darth Maul. They were born thousands of years apart, George. How are we going to do that? It doesn't make any sense. She's only in the comic books. That's not even canon, according to you. Uh, But she looks really cool, though. All right, George. Sorry. We'll make it happen. I mean, he okayed in his own head Jar Jar Binks, so... Now, by the way, if you don't think that he absolutely did want a romance between Darth Maul and Darth Talon, that is a thing. So, you know, not everything is great coming out of George. Remember when they asked him what his plans for episodes 7, 8, and 9 were? They involved shrinking down into a Jedi and meeting the midichlorians. Yep. That, that was going to be part of it. So, You know, I'm kind of curious now, though. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see, I kind of want to see how much of a train wreck it would be. What, honey? I shrunk the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Well, listen, you think I'm going to be that opening night? Of course I am. But I'm a shill. I hand my money over for bad reasons. I know this. I'm not a good person. I'm not a good judge. You shouldn't base anything off me. You should base things off people who make sense, who get paid to go to college, who go to school and learn film design. I went to school and took two film classes, and I consider myself an expert because I'm a podcaster, and that's what we do. Rick Moranis returns as Darth Helmet in Honey, I Shrunk oh the Jedi. <laughs> if, let me tell you something. If they found a way to weasel Dark Helmet into Star Wars, <laughs> just for the moment of me being able to go, oh my god, they don't care anymore. They actually just don't care anymore. Yes, I can't wait. I'd be thrilled. I'd be so happy I'd cry in the theater. I As I put the gun in my mouth, I'd be crying. <laughs> I'd uh, I'd be okay with it just because oh they got Rick Moranis on screen. He's <laughs> back. Yeah, that's a trick in and of itself. Oh yeah. my god, Rick Moranis, how you doing, Rick? You're like, hey, are you okay? You doing good? Oh my god, I just saw Little Shop of Horrors again the other night. By the way, if you can't tell, actually, as much as I've made my career out of gaming, film is actually like my truest passion. I love film. Which, by the way, I want to do a film podcast, which is the other thing that I would like to work on if uh, if the if things permit. Shinji, are you doing okay down there? I feel like I'm killing you. <laughs> oh no, I'm very excited for all of this. <laughs> I also, my mind is still trying to process some of the stuff we just talked about. Yeah, listen, it's it's just kind of a wild ride. Like, have you ever done speed? Oh yeah. No. Okay, th- that was a great timing for that. Oh yeah, but no, neither have I. I assume it's a lot like that though. He's still. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it got picked up, but over in another room <laughs> behind a wall, there was a cackle from producer Susan Sprinkle. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. So and I'm sure Quentin's trying to figure out how Honey, I Shrunk the Jedi is going to work. Uh, so uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm all, I'm about all about for it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be a great movie. Uh, I think it's the new 4 ride time. at Disney. <laughs> I hope that I hope it's rated R. I don't even want it to be rated PG. I want it rated R, like Honey, I Shrunk the Jedi movie, like where like Rick Moranis just shows up and is like, hey guys, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh my god, Rick Moranis. No. Maybe I, I don't care. Maybe maybe it's not them who doesn't care anymore. Maybe it's just me. Still but I, waiting on Spaceballs it, the sequel. Is, so is it? <laughs> listen, true. 
That would blow up. We got Spaceballs the coloring book, Spaceballs the flamethrower. When is uh, uh what is it? It's uh, Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. When is that coming out? Yeah. There yeah, was a script right. written for it. There was. Uh there was and it was summarily rejected because apparently it sucked. It's 2021 now. We got no judgment. We, yeah, we have no uh, there's been seven Sharknado movies, Mel. Just released the movie. What's it matter? Yeah. Film is dead. That doesn't mean anything anymore. They let me pass a film class. It can't mean too much. I went in there and did my I did my final paper in that film class on why Back to the Future is a better movie than Citizen Kane, and my teacher about died. I mean, they're on uh, they're on Fast and the Furious 9, so. And I just saw it in theaters the other day, and I've never had more fun turning my brain off for two hours. That's it. You just got to turn your brain off. That's it. It's about family. It's all yeah. that matters. That's all. It's all I got. It's family. That's all I got. They went to. They they duct taped a car shut and put it in space. Like, <laughs> where where do we go from here? I assume we're time traveling in the next movie because they already diverted from the Jason's uh, timeline. The Jason X was the one where they went to space. They held off for ten movies in that series. Fast and Furious only made it to nine. What are they going to do in the tenth one? I assume time travel. Yeah, that's it. Doc Brown shows up. <laughs> the, the DeLorean, oh, which is a car. <laughs> oh, please. Let, let the DeLorean show up and let Vin Diesel make a joke about how, like, you know, you can't even get that car up to 88 miles an hour. Yeah, True. Like... For the for the movie, they had to take a uh, put a Porsche engine in the DeLorean because the DeLorean's engine was just a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. We're going to get back in time. I like how we turn into a movie podcast now. This is a lot more entertaining. Listen, like I'm, I'm hoping that in some weird way, someone out there's like, I would love more of this show, and I'm like, (laughs) come subscribe to my Patreon. I don't have right now, and maybe you can have more. (laughs) Yeah, got more secrets coming out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no. Eventually, I would love to do a podcast about film. I'd love to do one kind of like Star Warsy. I'd love to do one about tabletop. Uh, those are kind of shows that I want to do. They'd each be monthly, and I'd probably try and you know alternate the weeks for them. But that's something I'd love to do at some point and really build kind of my own podcast brand because I've been podcasting since 2008. I did my first guest appearance on Limit Break Radio uh, when I was, uh, what was I, 18 years old, something like that. I had never had any desire to perform ever. I hated the idea of performing. I said no every time my teachers asked me to get into drama, uh, and they did often. Another sign I should have known I was trans even then. There was a bunch of signs that I should have known, and I, I missed them all. But um, I was to know, and then I went and did a guest episode of Limit Break Radio, and I was bit. I had to like conceptualize my own show by the time I had made the drive home. So like, uh, yeah, you ne- you never know where it's gonna go. Now your only problem is you have too many ideas and you just need the time and the audience. Yeah, I, I just need people to listen to my stupid stupid jokes and, and think it's funny, and that's the hope. That's where Twitch comes in. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. Uh, so far, the reactions have been pretty good. People have seemed to enjoy watching uh, throughout the week. Uh, my, Of course, my big concern is I was going to come back and be streaming for two people, one person, no people. Um, and, uh, so far it's been good. I think my lowest stream was uh, 17 or something like that. I had, uh, I had 70 the other night, which was awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's the, the reaction has been, um, very humbling. It's been very, Mm -hmm. very, um, touching, I think is, is the word. Uh, Susan Sprinkle still wants a sketch comedy podcast with a Scott. 
and stereoscopic. Yeah. So me and Sarah have been talking about bringing back Loathe at First Sight, which is a show that her and I did for a little while. <laughs> and the, the gimmick was that each, uh, each episode of Loathe at First Sight, one of us would make the other one play a terrible game. So like I'd make her play something that was just hot garbage, and then she'd get me back the following week, be like, okay, I raised your getting over it, and I see you a Bubsy 3D. So um, Perfect. that's a show we want to we want to bring back. It's funny you mentioned sketch comedy because I um, the first thing that I thought about creating when I uh, came back uh, when I started thinking like, okay I'm going to put out my own brand what am I going to do I thought about doing sketch comedy and I'm like okay well what would my first sketch be and the thought was in my head and out my mouth before I realized what I was saying. I'm like, oh, that I can't do that. I'm going to get in trouble if I do that. I don't even have a boss anymore. I'm still going to get in trouble if I do that that bit. And I'm trying to think if I should say it <laughs> here because it's not okay, but it is kind oh. of funny. <laughs> like, how not uh, okay? <laughs> so my, my bit was that I was going to dress up as Keemstar, and yeah, I was going to do an episode of his show, Drama Alert, that's still not bad. Um, and I was going to do the show as him ranking the all-time best suicides. Oh, okay. That's... Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I said it out loud, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I I hate Keemstar. I, I think he's he's garbage, but um, I think he, that might be a step too far. I don't know that I'll get away with that one. I don't know if that one's okay. No. <laughs> even Keemstar <laughs> even keeps heard me like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, like, like, it might be a win for me if I can get him to punch down in my direction. Like, if I can get on his radar, that'd be a win for me. But I don't know. Like, like, I'll still be laughing as I get doxxed and like swatted. But like, I have a wife and I don't want her to get doxxed and swatted. So probably not all right. So I just said, you know what? Maybe we're gonna let that that idea chalk that one up to her for being let go, and we're just gonna move on to a different concept. Season says anyway, maybe that's yeah, why I'm not doing sketch comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not doing that one. Um, I, I uh, like all artists. I need someone to tell me no. And uh, fortunately, I had my wife here to be like, "Honey, honey, Very no, good person. that's that's yeah. not okay." I'm like, "Okay," so yeah. I chose not to go with that one. I, I know Susan's really excited because, like, you haven't been on our show before, but your voice has been on our show before because. You oh. and Sarah sent in a clip for our 150th, and yeah, we, did. we did, like we absolutely loved that. Like it was great. I, I I was writing it, and that was that was I think my first moment that I realized like okay, you can take the girl off LBR, but you can't take the LBR out of the girl because like I I got I got this message saying like hey you know we're looking for people who would be willing to do um you know some quick voice things for the 150th episode. I'm sitting there like yeah absolutely. And immediately my brain goes like, how mean can I be? How mean am I allowed to be where it'll still be in good taste? Yeah. Like, where it'll still be okay. I'm like, is it okay if I just pretend I'm giving a eulogy? Like, is that fine? Uh, well, that would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah, fortunately, everyone seemed to uh, to take it in good stride. But yeah, I, okay. I, uh, I, I want to say congratulations to you again on 150 episodes. Take it from me, uh, the queen of shows that go about six episodes and then just disappear. I know how hard it is to get to 150 of any show, and it's very impressive, let alone to continue to improve as you two have. Improvement's questionable, but... <laughs> uh, I, I went back and listened to your first couple episodes. It's, it, You've we, improved. We, we have. Uh, 
from there, yes. And I mean, even after like a like our year break and stuff like that, like even like like coming back, uh, you know, we were like, oh, we're going to stream to six people, and that was uh, generous on our part. I think uh, Chili and, and Susan showed up, so and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we're I still, did. Yeah, you did. But <laughs> you were here. It counts so. as a viewer. <laughs> also, it's also true. So we inflate <laughs> our own numbers here. So, so, uh, well, you're not doing it right if you don't. So yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's how you do it. So you know, I've been in this business long enough. Yeah. Uh, so if you're here now, you haven't hit that follow button. <laughs> do, do it. Oh, oh, you you got to get that promotional do, plug do, in every do, time. Do, do, Shameless do, promotion. Do it. Do it. I've learned that from like I, it isn't even podcasters. I've learned it from. I've learned it from just other creators of just mm-hmm. like promote, promote often, shamelessly promote. Like if you're not promoting, you are not doing it right. By the way, I did appreciate the Palpine. Do it. Do uh, it. I will give you one one thing on on any time you impersonate Emperor Pip Pop. This is very yeah. important. You have to do the facial expressions. You can't just be like, "Do it!" Like like it's it has to be. You have to like get the stone back. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Like yeah. Yes, exactly. You have to get you have to get angry. Like it, it has to be like now you will understand the true power of the dark side. Like yeah. that's how like you have to really get into it if you want to do Emperor Pip Pop. Yeah. Give me some gum. I'm going to chew it. Yeah, well, just keep doing that. <laughs> there you go. Into the rest of the episode is Emperor Palpatine. I'm into it. Why not? Disney brought him back. Not the whole separate podcast. <laughs> that that's Emperor Palpatine when he does sound bites. My my short form snack podcast. That's secretly oh a comedy God. podcast. <laughs> you know, I like of all the people I would love to interview, and there's a lot of actors and actresses and voice actors and actresses I would just kill to talk to. But Ian McDermott has to be almost at the top because here's a guy who is told, okay, we need you to ham it up. We need you to be the hammiest villain you possibly can. Like you used to do stage acting. So like, like I need, I need stage acting levels of ham out of you. And he, and someone who to his credit just went, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And just did it. And somehow, when episodes one, two, and three came around, they're like, okay, can you, like, be more hammy than that? And he said, yeah, I can. And he did. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. He's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 do, I do need to know. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, no. Just, uh, you know... Uh, I know tomorrow, and I, I've always was curious because you've always streamed Final Fantasy VIII for fundraisers. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what is it about Final Fantasy VIII? Like, what's your connection with it? Is it your favorite Final Fantasy? Yeah. Is, it, is it just something you're good at playing? And <laughs> uh, I think uh, so. Final Fantasy VIII, uh, what is my favorite Final Fantasy? Just to, to start, um, uh, Final Fantasy IX was my first Final Fantasy, and to this day, the one I believe is the best in the series. I think it is, if you look at it objectively and you look at it from characters and story and combat system and, and the whole, as a whole package, FF9 is, I think, my favorite. Or my, the best, rather. FF8 has a laundry list of problems. It is, that, that game's got more issues than a newsstand, but I love it. I have always loved FF8. I love the characters. I was, I was the gritty emo, I don't know if I can have any friends person in, in high school. 
and so I, 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 and and I was the one who wanted someone just to like tear that shell off. Like I needed a Renoa in my life, so I, I, I totally like related to Squall, and um, it's 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 a game that has meant a lot to me over the years. Um, until very recently, I actually had a replica of Squall's ring that I wore for um, probably for about fourteen years until my finger started swelling and turning colors and I couldn't get the ring off and I had to break it off with pliers, but not, not important. Um, a few years ago, or I guess a lot of years ago now, uh, when I did my first charity stream ever, we, um, I had to decide what game I wanted to play. And it was the only one that I felt like I knew well enough that I could have good commentary for a full playthrough of it. And I, I know a lot of games, but that's one I, I, Mm -hmm. I'd already beaten it 20 times, start to finish, in my lifetime. I had a, something of an obsession. Uh, and uh, I knew it well, back, like the back of my hand, so I figured I could at least talk about it throughout the entirety of the game. Even when I was tired, I would know things to say about it. So that was why I went with FF8 originally. And then uh, after that, I did one for FF9, which um, I loved doing. We raised more money for that one than I've ever raised before. Uh, but it also ran over 40 hours long, and I was dead, versus FF8, where I could yeah. beat that in 24 to 25 hours, which is a little more manageable, especially when I was younger. Um, and so it, it just has kind of become one that I go back to when I need something that I can, I know I can beat it in about 24 hours, I know the story, I know the game well, I love it. And I'll be honest with you, every time I put it out there and ask people what they want me to play for the next fundraising stream... Eight. They say eight. <laughs> like everyone's just like, well, it has to be FF8, right? Now I take thing now, yeah. I guess, yeah, it does. So uh, I'm really excited to play it again. This is gonna be the first time I don't beat it in one sitting. Um, I'm 31, going on 32 this month, and um, the idea of sitting in this hot, especially because it's the middle of summer, in this hot room for 25 hours is uh, not sustainable like it once was. Uh, and so I put yeah. out a, a vote and asked people. Hey, I'm, do you want it in one session or two? We can do it. And what I've come to learn is that maybe there are some other people who have been listening to me since that first stream who are also now in their 30s and don't have any interest in staying up for 24 hours anymore. And I don't blame them. So we're going to do it in two sessions. We're going to start tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, or I'll say Saturday because I don't know when the podcast comes out. Saturday, July 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we'll run till about 2 in the morning. I'll go to sleep, take a break. Uh, and come back at 10 a.m. Sunday morning, and we'll finish the game from there. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. This is also, I am very nervous about it because it's my first time doing it um, not for charity. I, um, I've i done five charity events now. I've done uh, two for Affirmations, one for uh, Transgender Michigan, uh, one for... Oh, what was my Undertale stream for? I can't even remember. Um, and then I did a, an event with Checkpoint for Trevor Project, uh, and each of those have raised thousands of dollars. And I've been—I felt so unbelievably fortunate to help those important LGBTQIA clauses that or causes that you should absolutely donate to if you can. Uh, there's a great one out there right now called Trans Lifeline, uh, which yes. is a crisis hotline for uh, transgender people run by transgender people. Uh, and if you can, if you, if you need, if you're a trans person in crisis, please reach out and check out that hotline. Uh, and if you can make a donation to them, you absolutely should. That said, this is my first time doing a fundraiser directly to benefit myself, which I understand is a much bigger ask. It is a much greater 
ask to ask someone to invest in you as a person versus an amazing cause. Um, so I'm trying to go into this with um, all all due uh, humility because it is a it's a big ask, and um, we're just going to kind of see how it goes. Right on. I, I can definitely see it being like nerve wracking. Like you haven't, this is the first time you're kind of jumping into this. Like it, it's a whole new area. You don't really know what to expect. And it's kind of like, you know, I tried yeah. to, I've tried to set my goal at a reasonable amount. It's a thousand dollars is kind of what I need to do the minimum upgrade to this studio to make it ready for streaming purposes. Um, our, our kind of primary goal is to, to go to 2000. That's where we're hoping to make it to. Um, it is my fondest hope that we will get there, uh, but we shall see. Little air conditioner for the summer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I went and bought a fan from Amazon today because I was just yeah. like, I just need I need something that I can have in here at all times blowing on me because it is so hot. Like, I don't know what it is about Limit Break Radio hosts and us building studios that are unbelievably hot all the time. We we did a five hour episode of LBR last Sunday. And we were all like, okay, mm-hmm. it is actually like 100,000 degrees. This is great. This is going to be healthy. I'm going to lose weight. It's great for the soundproofing, though. It is good Nothing for the escapes the sound, the air, the heat. I, my vents are... I'm literally chugging ice water here because I'm like, I'm going to overheat if yeah. I don't. My, my vents are on the floor level, not above, which is great because my... I mean, that is wonderful. Far away from the mic. And then yeah. I also have a little fan right in front of that. <laughs> that bl- so... You don't hear the fan at all, and below it's all nice and chilly. Like like everything below, mm-hmm. like this level is just so everybody knows, cooled off. That's it. so great. Best best. I love that this house we bought had floor <laughs> vents. I thanks, Susan. <laughs> Nobody needed to know that. <laughs> I'm not even reading uh, that. <laughs> so you yo, I listen. I I when I first came out trans and started like transitioning, I didn't like wearing dresses. I was really nervous about wearing dresses uh, until I went outside on a breezy day for the first time while wearing a dress. And I went, actually, this is great. I'm I'm doing this forever. It's so good. Susan asked, uh, "Is the goal to make the Twitch to make Twitch the full time gig?" How to put this? I want to make this brand the best it can be, whatever form that ends up taking. My goal at the end of the day is to entertain you. If I can create something that everyone likes and wants to listen to and wants to enjoy and can relate to and feel that they're a part of, then my mission is accomplished no matter what form it takes. If that means that some at some point between Twitch or uh, and donations or Patreon or whatever we end up doing, I could make a living doing it. I would be so blown away uh, and utterly humbled by that. I would, I can scarcely imagine that being the case, but if that were to happen, well, I'm certainly not going to say no. I'd be thrilled. I, uh, we, we can mark the day. It's July 2nd. You should be affiliate by July 3rd, hopefully. That's the hope. July 3rd will be affiliate. Yeah. Oh, well, we can have all the, we'll have our check-in now. Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 uh, I talked with Sarah because obviously part of living now is that I am married and I have a mortgage on my house. And, uh, you know, I, while I have been given the, um, given leave to 
pursue this as an attempt. I cannot do so eternally if it's not helping to pay the mortgage. So uh, we're going to, we're just, for right now though, I'm not worried about any of that. For right now, the focus is let's create something that people want. Let's create something that people can enjoy and feel they're a part of. That's the goal. So let's, uh, let's do it. And the most important one is something that you really enjoy doing because yeah. like it, it's your brand. You, there, there is something the most to be important s- part. Yeah, there's something to be said for getting to decide what the five tenets of the brand are and not have anyone tell you, actually, we need this one included. Yeah. Piss off. Not including it. Yeah. yeah. And I can say, uh, yeah, of the tenets you've chosen, I don't think I know anyone that has... I know people that have, like, bits and pieces of each of them, oh. but like, it, it's a very unique take altogether, which is really cool. I like that. I, I think... Um, the one that stands out, I think, is sex and kink positivity. Uh, that's not something that most people take as a tenet of their brand. Um, especially on Twitch. Re- especially on Twitch. And I have to be very careful. I, can't, I cannot go as hard into sex and kink positivity as I want to because I'm not on Pornhub or OnlyFans. I'm on Twitch. So, um, I, I, uh, But it's in, it is incredibly important to me because, uh, to me, as, as a trans woman... Um, Sex is, uh, for me, very inherently linked to my to my gender. An exploration of sexuality and, and kink and all of that stuff is what eventually got me to understanding dysphoria and understanding my gender and understanding who I am. It, it, it was, it's such a, a foundational piece of who I am today. And there's a lot of things that I have written over the years, there was a, there's a period of time where I was still in the closet and I created my final fantasy 14 warrior of light, Ascalia, who was the, my public face, who was, you know, she was limit break radio and she was my public face, but I had a second character whose name was Callie page and she was created to not be known. Uh, I didn't tell anybody that she and Ascalia were the same person. Um, I, I played her anonymously and I didn't tell anybody that I was a guy because I was still identifying as a guy at the time. I played her as a woman. And um, she became my lifeline. She became uh, what kept me going on a lot of really dark times in my life because I could get it out. And I could, I could, a lot of the suffering that I felt got transposed onto Callie. I feel very bad about it sometimes because I, I go back and read some of my old writing and I'm like, Yeesh, that's, that's dark. That is, uh, that is, that is hard to read. Um, but it, it was, she suffered in so that I didn't have to in, in a lot of ways. Mm. And so when it came time to come out and I had to pick a name and figure out what I wanted to be called, I took her name. Uh, she, uh, Callie page predates Callie scales. She, I, I took her name, not the other way around. So, um, she is uh, very special to me and always will be. And I, I, it's kind of those things that led me to realize how important things like sex positivity and kink were. I worked, I, I wrote erotic role play for money in college. I was, I was paid for it cause I was pretty decent at it. Um, mm-hmm. and to me, that is a form of sex work. So sex positivity is a big part of it. And of course, kink also goes hand in hand with that. So it is a, it's an important tenet of my brand. Um, I'm going to try to handle it as maturely and as analytically as I possibly can, because I think there's a lot of fascinating uh, psychology behind kink. Uh, but uh, we're gonna do we're gonna talk about as much as we can without getting the channel banned, because that's really <laughs> gonna 
that's really going to make sure. life hard if that gets banned. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that we don't see a lot of or discussed, especially like it's still one of those topics that there's not a lot of people out there wanting to jump into it, whether from they're afraid of saying things or they're afraid their platform's going to get removed if they do. So well, it, it's it's really it, interesting to see. It makes you kind of cancerous to, to sponsors, which is tough, right? Because a yeah. lot of people who try to make it this way try to make it with sponsorships. Like that's kind of like the step where you're like, okay, that's that's guaranteed income. That I can yeah. live off of, so um, you you don't want to do things that are going to cause sponsors to say we don't want that as being part of our brand, mm-hmm. and it's it's just kind of a real juggling act that I'm going to have to to learn to walk. But um, it is going to remain a tenant of my brand. I'm not going to get rid of it, um, and I guess we'll see what that ends up meaning. I hope something really cool. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> With all my heart, me too. Uh, I have one last thing, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's uh, something really quick. I uh, we had Hottie Chicken on uh, what? Like, how many? Like a month ago? Two months ago? Yeah, about a month. Um, so something she st- said has stuck out to me, and I, I wanted to ask you as you're starting to to grow your brand. She said that there is a wave of positivity coming across Twitch now. That she's hoping more streamers ride do you feel that your brand is now on that wave of positivity heading into uh where where, where you think you're headed hope so i i hope it will be um i i think uh to their point there is a uh a wave of positivity that is coming out of a sense of a version of disaster uh i think 2016 to 2020 was a very difficult, difficult time for the LGBTQIA community. And uh, January 20th, 2021 was a very relieving day for a lot of the LGBTQIA community. Um, And so I think there are a lot of content creators in that community who are feeling like for the first time in four years, they can start stepping out of the shadows again. It's not just survival mode all the time. It is now about, once again, maybe we can start cobbling a path forward versus trying to hang on to whatever ground we've we've taken. Um, and, and yeah, I think there is a, a bit of a wave of positivity that's coming out of it. We've it's It's been the evil empire for four years and people are ready to celebrate a little bit. People are ready for a little bit of fun. Not to mention... Right on the back of the evil empire, COVID happens, and we've got uh, oh, you know, fifteen months of lockdown, and and again, right back into the survival mentality, right back into trying to just get through your day and not get sick, and hope your parents aren't dead, and and just like constant like worry all the time, and for the first time in four years, five years almost, people are doing this. They're doing exactly this. They're exhaling <laughs> like for real. Like you're like you exhale for the first time in, in, in so long. And so, yes, I think there is a wave of positivity. I, you know, I've, I even see it in my writing. I love to write in my spare time. I don't have very much of it anymore, but in my spare time, I love to write uh, little short stories about my warrior of light or about my other characters or D and D characters or whatever it is. And I've, I've noticed that for the last um, four years, a lot of my writing has been, um, 
characters being torn down and 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 oppressed and and abused and there it's that character the story that arc that I was super interested in was that character finding a way to take all of that punishment and then emerge on the other side the hero rise the hero out of the ashes be forged in the fire and all of a sudden I've noticed that a lot now a lot of my writing is becoming more about the hero as they take the step as they uh, have reemerged and what that looks like as they try to reclaim the world as it is because uh, art imitates life always then don't get me wrong also then i write a bunch of sad stuff about new characters where i'm like all right they're also miserable. so you're still a writer always but <laughs> like do. like all entertainers we function on misery looking at you comedians First hundred episodes of Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> <laughs> the number of times I've thought this episode, I, I don't, I haven't come here to be attacked on my own podcast. <laughs> Listen, what are you talking about? Here, thing, you're doing a podcast in the 14 community. Yes, you have. This is a safe space. Are you not safe? No, he's not on this episode. Oh, no. No, well, not him. <laughs> not safe as Sephiroth from the Crucible now. <laughs> he might be busy listening to Spanish, like, Spanish guitar uh, on acoustic while saving the world in the jet fighter. So. What? Yeah. <laughs> he he <Okay>. loves <laughs> he loves the, uh, oh, God, now the, 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 the game series is out of my head. Uh... Like jet fighting game, I can't think of the name of the series. Uh, Ace Combat, Ace Combat, and yeah. he loves that every last battle is always like saving the world to Spanish guitar, <laughs> which is very true. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, that, that is the game. That is the game. <laughs> so I was like, fair enough, yeah. So I, I assume he's somewhere listening to Spanish guitar and saving the world. So makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Quentin, do you have anything else? No, I was just going to ask, uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to bring up or share before we kind of wrap up here? Or? Well, no, I think I'll just I, uh, I'll finish by saying, first of all, thank you to both of you so much for having me uh, today. Again, I reached out to basically, I, I got shameless when when I got let go and started working on this brand. I reached out to everybody. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be a podcast whore for the next few months, and that's fine. Um uh, but everybody has, was really immensely cool about um, agreeing to, to have me on for various reasons or to find a reason or to, or to make it work. Uh, and I am so happy to get to be involved in this community again. I'm going to owe a lot of favors, I can tell. Uh, and that's totally fine. So don't ever hesitate to cash in your your favor chip. You have officially won a Scalia favor chip, whatever that Susan, may look like. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> also, I saw Chili's in the chat. So Chili, you also have an Scalia favor chip to cash in. Um, I, I, I can see my John Wick moment coming up in the future here or get pulled back into something. But um, uh, yeah, it's, it's been very uplifting both from the community and from the individual fans and, and listeners who have been so supportive since I've returned. And um, I, it's, I, I've promised myself that I will not cry until the end of the fundraiser stream. Like I'm not going to do it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Uh, I almost cried on Moogle Ground last night. I almost cried on Limit Break Radio last week. 
I, I, I'm, I know it's, it's, it's building in there, and I'm sure by the end of the fundraiser stream, I'm going to be a blubbering mess. But um, I, I'm so happy to be performing in this community again. One of the hardest things about doing Checkpoint was having to focus on a different community. Um, and not to say that we ignored this community, but it couldn't be my primary focus anymore. I had to try and focus on, on, on large, big groups of people. And right. to be able to come back and perform for this community that has been so amazing to me over the years and, and has been so loving and accepting, I could not feel more honored to get to come back and, and perform for you all again. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on the fundraising stream, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow night at twitch.tv slash Escalia, E-S-K-A-L-I-A. You can follow me on Twitter at Escalia. You can check out the Discord eventually, maybe, sort of, possibly. Oh, could it get announced on the ch on the fundraiser stream tomorrow? <gasps> maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but check it all out tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time is where it all goes down. Um, I also, I should mention, um, no, I won't mention it because by the time this episode's out, the contest will be over. But I did have a contest going on, but there will be more contests in the future. So make sure you follow my Twitter because you can win free swag. Everyone who's listening to the live stream... Another yeah. reason to listen to the live stream. You can actually get in on the contest before they're finished. You can. Uh, go to my uh, Twitter. Uh, all you got to do is retweet the, the tweet and uh, be following my Twitter, and you're entered for a chance to win one of any item in the cash shop. So uh, yeah, get in you on get a that. Whale. No, you could get the whale. You oh. could get it. If I had someone tell me they want a Fantasia. I'm like, no, listen, listen, let me, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Yes, if you want a Fantasia, that's great. Ask bigger. Ask for the five Fantasia pack. That's how you get them. That like get your money's worth. You won the contest, so yeah. no, no. What any item in the cash shop that you want, it's yours. If you are the winner, we're going to do the drawing tomorrow night on the fundraising stream. Uh, but you don't have to attend the fundraising stream to claim your prize. I will still reach out to you on Twitter if you win. But the the winner will be announced on the stream. Amazing. Well, Quentin, anything else for the yes. lovely people? I do not. Uh, Susan's going to make sure that all of your lovely links are going to be posted. Thank uh, you. She's already posted them all in the Twitch stream as we've been going, and uh, we'll make sure that they're all posted within the show notes as well, so that when the episode goes live on Wednesday, uh, everyone will know where to find you. If you don't mind, may I put my GoFundMe in the uh, stream? By all means, please do. Uh, Susan has already linked it before. Oh, okay, great. I, 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 that's fine. If she's already got it, that's fine. Producer uh, extraordinary. Yeah, <laughs> Susan can go ahead and post it again if uh, she's got it handy. Can, can, can I, I did see it earlier in the stream when you were talking about it. Awesome. Can I tell you something you already know? Sure. Ooh, a good producer. Do. A pr good producer makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. I like can LPR. Go? Got yeah. so much better once Kooky joined the project. It got so much better. Uh, Checkpoint got so much better once we got a producer in the building, and mm -hmm. I could not function without my beautiful wife, who is currently working on a new uh, Twitch panel for the fundraiser, and she's had oh, to nice. remake it because I gave her the wrong dimensions, and <laughs> I saw her crying in the Discord because I gave her the wrong dimensions, and now she's rebuilding it, and she hasn't even given me a death glare yet. That's how wonderful she is. So I'll give a huge shout-out to Sarah as well. Yes, and <laughs> if you're looking forward to Loathe at First Sight returning at some point, I mean, listen, it's probably going to. I'm excited for that. If you ever need a guest for that, let me. Know. <laughs> I oh, would absolutely. I would love to make people play bad games. <laughs> oh, listen. I mean, we've already played so many bad games, but like 
There's so, so many, many more bad games all, out there. There's so many more. There's so many. I would much rather make other people make Peter play bad like, games. We can make that happen, too. I, I think that could happen, yeah. There you go. I'll do whatever. <laughs> uh, Sarah's, it looks like sounds like Sarah's lurking in the chat as well, as Susan's thanking as well. But yes, producers worth their weight in gold. You could get rid of all of the on-air talent in this, ep- in this cast, and the show would still be really good. Mm-hmm. That is like the saddest truth that I've ever heard because it, <laughs> on every brand almost it's like, yeah, you can listen. I listen on air talent comes and goes, but good producer. Worth their weight. Yep. yep. And never paid like it. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no. I just, I just got a good look at the radio industry. I know what producers get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I, get, I, I hear that often. Susan's like, Make that money for us, baby. I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> who are, who are we talking to? Yeah, no, I. Uh, but I I had the uh, good fortune of marrying someone with a master's degree, so uh, I'm going to be the the housewife in this family. I can tell. Nothing wrong with that. I I would be house husband. Be pretty solid, honestly. House husbando. Can't wait. Well, uh, thank you so much for. Uh, oh, sorry, Peter. Did you have something? Oh no, no. I'm. I, I've already picked uh, LBR as our who we're going to raid after our outro music plays. So. Oh, very nice. Uh, oh, they're playing uh, FF11 they're tonight. They're playing 11. Yeah. Beautiful. That'll be an adventure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So thank you so much for like coming and joining us and for chatting. It was been absolutely wonderful. I really hope that you come back and next time that we chat, whether it be in three months, six months, a year, you have. A whole lot more success to talk, tell us all about, and your yeah, I hope so too. Great, and all of your cool podcasts are going off, and everything's going really well. So, uh, yeah, and I will try to tune into your stream tomorrow, but it's also at the exact time that I get to go pick up the kitten. Well, that's the good news because it's going to run for a while. Yeah, so I'll be able to pick them up and then come and watch the stream as I try to figure out how that works. There you go. <laughs> you have a TV in your it'll, living room. You could put their Twitch on your TV and uh, play with Kitten. I could. It's gonna be and I can send pictures and distract. Now that's, <laughs> that's the idea. All right. Well, I've got nothing else. Quentin, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye to everybody. Scully, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye to everybody. <laughs> All right. As always, till C swallows all. Keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis, Shintier, and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com. Tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio. Or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash Discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show.